We have a community with thousands of teens that we ask questions probably about three, four times a week. And they're a part of every decision. If it's which merch we launch and what packaging do we choose and what are the next product that we launch. And about 80 of them usually will also test the product that we are launching. Have you ever wondered, how do you grow a socially conscious and environmentally friendly e-commerce brand online while also making a profit? Yeah, me too. After watching my family members suffer through cancer and heart disease using products by companies that care more about profits than their customers, there must be a better way, right? That's when I discovered an emerging wave of successful, purpose-driven businesses, and I knew I needed to be a part of it. So join me as we dive into the stories behind the most inspiring brands in the world and discover the secrets on how they successfully win over the vote of their customers' wallets and grow their business online. My name is Vincent Tandiono and welcome to the e-commerce speak podcast. Welcome to another episode of the e-commerce speak podcast. I'm super excited. I have Shay Eisenman here with me. She is the founder and CEO of Bubble Skincare. Bubble is the first skincare uh, that is created for young skin. And today the Bubble line consists of seven products that work together to, com- to create a complete routine from face cleansers to face masks. And what I love about Bubble is they support uh, different organizations that supports uh, teen mental health. And before Bubble, Shai uh, began her career in business at just 16 years old. She worked in business development for high-tech security startup Bullet Plate and then in Babylon.com, a company in the EdTech world. Then at 21, she moved to Playtech. That's a, that's the world's largest online gaming software supplier that is traded on the London Stock Exchange main market, where she was the CEO of a B2C subsidiary that she was uh, that handles over 90 employees. So super excited to have you here, Shai. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. So can you tell me a little bit about your, the story? Like you were in the tech space a lot from what I see. Like what motivated you to start a skincare brand? Um, so my dream was always to create brands that will emotionally connect to people and can always, that will actually create a difference in people's lives. Um, so when I discovered the beauty industry and I discovered what an amazing industry this is to really create an emotional connection and and influence people's skin and day-to-day and routine, um, I felt like this is the perfect kind of industry to create something meaningful um, and was specifically excited about creating a brand for young people. So I have a daughter, I have a five-year-old. Um, so to create a brand, you know, that is much better and is higher quality and better ingredients and non-toxic ingredients, um, it's truly a dream coming true to create something for like a better future for this consumer that is so under uh, underserved. Was there any like uh, takeaways from the previous uh, experiences in business development and that, that helped you when you are growing a bubble? I think that in every milestone and every process that we go through, um, every stage and every step, you learn some things that will help you to get through to the next, to the next part. Um, I think there's a lot of different elements. If it's 
background in performance marketing really helped me understand the analytical part um, and background in, you know, working and managing a lot of developers really helped me understand the tech part and know a lot of like data-driven startups that really supported the brand and a lot of different things. Um, but I would say that, and that's something that I constantly say to everyone is that market research is what I feel is like the most minimal, meaningful thing in bubble and the most meaningful thing in creating the brand of how do we truly create a brand that is made for the consumers and listens to them in every step of the way. Um, so we cre created, we started the brand with focus groups with hundreds of teens, and then we did quantitative research with about a thousand teens. And that, well, that part helped us tremendously in creating and shaping every little decision in the company. If it's the packaging, the experience, the colors, um, the formulation, the products that we launched, literally every piece of it. Wow, yeah. So that market research process, how long did that take? Um, so this process took about a year of just researching the industry. Um, and then we started crafting the brand. But this is something that we see as ongoing as the brand. So every two to three months, we conduct market research. We have a community with thousands of teens that we ask questions probably about three, four times a week. And they're a part of every decision. If it's which merch we launch and what packaging do we choose and what are the next product that we launch. And about 80 of them usually will also test the product that we are launching. Um, so before we actually launch a product, we send it to 80 members of our community to hear what they think of it before we actually approve the formulation. Obviously, after working on it with dermatologists and product developers and chemists and clinical herbalists, after that, we really test it on the consumer um, for a long period of time. Yeah, I, I really love that because I think not many brands are doing enough of that, like listening to the customers. And I think like the customers, they are like the the market, uh, the expert in the market, in the market, right? <laughs> yeah. So do you, are you still like very involved? I know like in the beginning, you were very involved with communicating with the teens. Are, are you still like very involved in that uh, communication? Yes. So this is something that I spend at least an hour to two hours of my day of talking to the consumers. Um, it used to be 10 hours. So no, I can't anymore do that. But um, at least like yesterday, for example, at 11 p.m., I spent like an hour just sharing with them a new products that we're currently working on and getting their feedback. Um, and all of our community members know me and reach out directly to me. And this is like a, something that is very important to us because we really want to listen to them because we see it as we know nothing and they know best. Um, and this is the only way to create it the right way. Yeah, I love, I love what you said there. And I'm just curious here because right now you're like living your dream of creating a brand. So what do you, what is it that you love about what you're doing right now? So everything. So I think in every startup, you have so many challenges and it's the highs and lows are insane in so many different aspects, but just the creation process of putting something out there. Um, we just launched in Walmart. So to actually realize that we're going to be in nearly 4,000 stores nationwide was such an exciting moment to see the product on the shelf and in stores. Um, so there's a lot of elements of it that is just so exciting, creating new products, trying a new product, reshaping kind of the industry, constantly listening to consumers and creating things around what they love. Um, all of these parts and the creation, I think the problem with entrepreneurs is that they get addicted to the creative process of creation, something of creating something, um, which is, is this is why you see so many entrepreneurs start one business and another business and a third business, because that creation process is just addicting. Mm, yeah. 
Yeah, congratulations on getting the Walmart. Like, can you share a little bit um, of what is the like what what are some of the challenges and what actually helped you to get into that uh, retail space? So we were very fortunate that within a week from launch, we've been approached by pretty much most large retailers in the country, um, from prestige beauty retailers to much more kind of uh, drugstores. Um, and we've had a lot of different conversations. And we found in Walmart the best partner we could ever dreamed on. Um, they've been extremely supportive in the, in the mission and in the brand and in the thought process. And in every kind of element that we wanted to create, they were so in line with us and just truly kind of um, being a part and a partner in reshaping the industry with us. Um, we launched with an end cap, which was really an amazing experience. Um, and just every little part of it was, was so incredible to really be, um, you know, to, to, to help us achieve our goal, which is transforming skincare for young skin, which is today is being controlled by old school brands that haven't evolved in 30, 40 years. Um, so the challenges that come with it are huge, right? Like we've launched the brand eight months ago and in eight months to get into four to nearly 4,000 doors was a very, very challenging experience on so many aspects. Um, but we wouldn't, trade it with anything like it's been so incredible and so amazing um and with all the challenges especially dealing with um timing with one of the most the challenges with the global supply chain um just impossible to get goods from one one point to another um we still managed to pull through and deliver everything on our launch yeah that's awesome so from your experience so far what has you seen like the main difference when you're selling like direct to consumer on your website versus like selling uh, retail through Walmart? So, so this is the thing. I think we have a very different approach to retail versus D2C that I think most brands see it slightly differently. Um, we don't see D2C as a main selling channel because our consumers are consumers that usually don't have a credit card and need to rely on their parents to actually buy the products and they need to buy in cash. So for us, we see the brand as a very holistic thing, which the social channels and the DTC website is our ways to educate the consumer, to be there for the consumer, to listen to the consumer, um, to, you know, to teach them about skincare, to give them access to a dermatologist, um, to educate them about our products, to make them fall in love with the products, all these different things. But it's not for us that the, the core focus of it is not to convince consumer to specifically buy on the website because for most consumers, it's very challenging to buy online. You know, like a, for a 15 year old girl that doesn't have a credit card, buying online is, is nearly impossible. So we see this as the brand is a very holistic experience rather if it's on retail or online but online is our conversation tool with our consumers and retail is the selling point which is where they could actually get and pick it up within their own kind of terms and their own time and 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 the way they want to do it which is usually paying with cash mm, yeah just like you mentioned you have to do like education and i i'm pretty sure you kind of have to do a lot of education because like you're saying like many of the competition they are still like same products from 30, 40 years. So what what do you usually do? Like, how do you educate the, the customers? So we created an entire platform called Skin School. So when um, 
when we got into the industry and specifically when I started like really researching every little element of it and watching a lot of movies and reading a lot like documentary movies about the industry and reading a lot of uh, books and researches, um, I was amazed and shocked to discover the amount of fear, fear mongering in the industry and the amount of just lies, blunt lies that are spread everywhere. Um, and so many things that are just completely untrue. If it's around parabens, which a very unreliable research basically made everyone think that parabens is the devil, even though it's been a very trusted preservative system for nearly a hundred years. Um, or if it's around, you know, um, fragrance and skincare, just so many different things that um, were very interesting for us to learn. So when we realized that, we really wanted to create a platform that is going to educate them. So in the beginning in the community, we had um, specific rooms for our uh, audience. We had 4,600 teens in the community, and they had the ability to ask questions to our product developer and our dermatologist at any point in the day. They could just come, ask questions, and get answers. Um, and this was like something that we've learned a ton from because we've learned how many teens think that coconut oil is great for the skin, even though it's pore clogging or, you know, different things like that or around parabens or around drying alcohols. Um, so we wanted to create a platform that's going to educate them about all of that. Um, us as a brand, we will never formulate with controversial ingredients. So like, for example, we would never, ever put parabens in our formulation, but not because we think that parabens are bad, just because there is this conception of parabens being bad. So in our skin school platform, we're going to educate our, our consumers that even though we don't formulate with parabens, it's not necessarily that parabens are the devil. Um, so we created this huge platform of dermatologists and chemists and product developers, which has a million different things. If it's around um, understanding ingredients and understanding skin conditions and how to treat acne scars and how to treat hyperpigmentation. Um, and you can search there any kind of ingredient um, and you can understand different products. Like so many people don't know what a toner is or what is a peel, a peel mask is. Um, so all these different things to really teach them about what to use, when to use it, how does, how is your routine should look like, what's, how to find your skin type, um, which has been an, an amazing experience because it wasn't something again, that was for us a conversion tool. It was something to really make the industry better and really to give them the resources that are completely unavailable anywhere else. And is so filled with lies and fear mongering in every place that it was written. Yeah, I love that you have that uh, education platform because I think that also helps to um, keep the keep the, your your group of community right that of loyal customers. So, yeah, I, I see that right now you're already in uh, Walmart and you're doing uh, amazing things here, growing your brand. So, what is your vision? Uh, where do you see Bubble in, let's say, in the next one or two years' time? So I think one to two years is a very short period of time in the world of CPG, you know, like I think um, it's it's just, um, I think we look at it as like more of a five-year goal time. Um, but if you look at the industry and our consumers, um, even though our consumers are the most advanced generation that ever existed, they still use old school brands like Neutrogena and CeraVe and Clean and Clear and Mario Badescu and all these brands that some of them has decent formulation, some of them horrible formulation, but what's common to all of them together is the fact that they're not inspired by them, they're not excited by them, and they don't really want to use them. Um, so our goal is to become the number one brand for young people in the US and Canada, 
um, and to really kind of give them something that is better, that is healthier, that they're excited by it, that actually makes them want to use their skincare routine in the morning, in the evening, um, and as truly helps their skin and every need they want to. Um, so really creating a brand that is around helping them and giving them everything they need in their skincare. Yeah, that's, that's an awesome, uh, being the, the number one uh, skincare brand for, for the youth. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's an amazing goal that you have. And this is uh, one question that I like to ask my guests is, what's the best advice that you have ever received? Um, so I think, again, it's ties. It's, first of all, like, I think there is something about, um, and it's, it's very common for female entrepreneurs, but I think just in general, it's very common for all of us. When you start your entrepreneurial journey, you're heartbroken by every no, because every no is, is you take it personally and you see this as such a, such a, a difficult thing and something that truly defines your career. And I think what I always wished, and I've been told that, but I always wished I'd known that earlier is that no is a part of the process. You're probably not right for anyone, for everyone. And that's totally fine. Um, and it's more about like staying focused and staying true to what you want to create and, and how do you want to create it? Um, and understanding that it doesn't define you in any way. And you'll probably get a million no's. And now, you know, when we get a no, it doesn't even like touches us anymore. When in the beginning I was truly heartbroken by every no from an investor or every no from an employee or every no from anything I wanted to create that didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen. And I think it's something that is that perseverance is such a big thing in the entrepreneurial journey and is something that is the core of, you know, of making something happen because you're going to encounter so many rejections in, in, in this, in this process. Well, what, I'm just curious, what was like your, your process? Like, like how do you handle those, uh, those, those no's, those rejections? I think I just, I got, um, you know, more resilient in the, uh, in throughout time. Um, and I think in the beginning, again, it was very hard and it was very mm -hmm. challenging. And I truly kind of reflected on every no and tried to understand what did I do wrong and what, what happened there and what is exactly the reason behind it. And now it's just like, okay, so that it didn't work with this person moving on. Um, and, and that is something that I know is very easy to say and mm -hmm. very hard to do, yeah. but it's just like, I wish I knew this earlier because it would have saved so many heartaches. And eventually like this life is so short and, you know, like in the grand scheme of things, so many things that we, that are, that seems huge today, six months from now, 12 months from now, 18 months from now, and even five years from now, you won't even remember what happened. Um, so this is something that is constantly in my mind, the fact that it's like, yeah, it might be disappointing now, but it's like in the grand scheme of things, it truly doesn't matter. Like, it, okay, so this doesn't go into, into this journey and moving on to the next thing. Um, and, and that is something that helped me tremendously in the kind of emotional process of building a startup because you handle rejections daily, all the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Rejection is, is part of the process, right? Yeah. So, uh, Shai, if people want to check out Bubble or they want to perhaps get their teens to, uh, to try the skincare products, uh, how do they do that? So we're available at Walmart, um, walmart.com and in almost every store. So 4,000 stores nationwide, pretty much everywhere, um, which means we're accessible to 90% of the Americans. Um, and you can follow us on at Bubble, 
um, on Instagram and at Bubble on TikTok. And we always answer. So anything, um, any question, we're always here for anyone, even if it's just a question about something you have in your skin that you always wanted to ask and you weren't sure of. Yeah, awesome. So uh, as, before we wrap this up, is there any final things that you'd like to share that maybe I didn't ask or any final takeaways? Um, no, I think um, I think just perseverance is key and just stay stay true to what you want to create. It's a pleasure having you here, Shai, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Thank you.